Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Around the 412. We are part of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Tyler, and with me as always is Smitty. Big hands, Smitty. How's it going? We have the same hand hands, size. People. We just realized that. Yeah, same hand size, except I'm I'm only a couple inches taller. <laughs> I don't know. I don't is that so that you're telling me that that picture from the senior bowl a couple years ago was photoshopped? Is that what you're telling people? Dude, okay, so my uh, this is gonna be great because my fiance Kennedy loves whenever I bring her up on the show. She thought that picture of you was mm-hmm. like real at first. She she was like, why does he have that shirt? Because it was, it was my shirt. It was like <laughs> oh, my, yeah, my, yeah. my like Hawaii shirt. He's like, why does she he have one of those two? And I was like, you you realize it's Photoshop, right? <laughs> and then she like zoomed in and could see. But yeah, that, I, I I think I did a pr- pretty convincing job on that. But yeah, yeah, that's hey, shout out to Kennedy. Uh, by the way, Tyler will not be on the show after this week for the next couple of weeks because of this little thing called marriage that's going to be happening in his <laughs> life. And then he'll be gone for yep. the honeymoon. So until what is it then? What will be the next date that you're on here T- today? When this goes out, it'll be the seventh. So- yeah. So I the next date will be March 28th is whenever you'll hear my voice. again. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll be gone the next two weeks because we're getting married this weekend. And then we're going to Hawaii on our honeymoon. So great place too. Yeah, good location. All right, good things happening here. Um, let's get into <laughs> some of these questions. Are they ever serious? Do we ever get serious questions? There are some, I think. But like, okay, Yinzer is asking, does pineapple go on pizza? They know what's going to happen here. Like, we've already had conversations on Twitter back and forth about this. They just want to follow both of us in real yeah, life. If you follow both of us, you know that one of us, it, it's there. Are you actually like a big fan of it, or is it like an I'm okay with it thing? I will eat it. Like if so, you've seen me order pizza. Like I'm pretty basic when it comes to pizza. Like I either like cheese or pepperoni, and I don't really care for much else going on. I'm I'm a very basic yeah. guy. But if someone orders like Hawaiian pizza, which actually isn't Hawaiian by the way, um, it, I'll eat it. Like I, I, it's not my first choice, but when I eat it, I do enjoy it. It's not like I'm just like fine, okay, I'll eat it. I do genuinely enjoy the pineapple on the pizza. I don't think it's a bad flavor. However, I, I know we are polar opposites on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, just so, wanted well, to here, cause us fight. Yeah. Here's here's my biggest thing is like I've 
eaten it. I guess I could theoretically eat it again. It wasn't like so bad where I couldn't finish it or anything like that. I'm just trying to like wrap my brain around the concept of it when it was first created. Why somebody put a tropical fruit onto pizza. That, that's no, that's where sense. I'm coming from. But it's kind of like, have you ever had a pineapple, like a, a, a pineapple slice on a burger before? No, no. I, I, I think those are that. actually really good. Um, like I've had a burger before where it was like, it was pineapple and barbecue sauce on it. It was actually really, really good. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess pineapple is just one of those fruits that people will put on it. At least they didn't put like, I don't even know. What, what's a, what could be worse than that? I mean, people put anchovies and stuff on. on yeah, the, yeah, you're losing. Pizza, you're losing so even more now. I, I would, I would much rather have pineapple than stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the reason we mentioned our hands, I don't even know if we said this. We actually got two questions regarding the size of our hands. One <laughs> was from this Jesse is a Pittsburgh Marshall. sports podcast, by the way. Yeah, one was from Jesse Marshall of the Athletic, uh, and he asked pretty much the same question that Mike did. Uh, has anyone ever heavily scrutinized either of you for your hand sizes? No, I actually get told that I have relatively big hands for how tall that I am. You know, that's a big joke on in the Twitter sphere, how short that I am. Um, but yet, as we just said, Tyler, and I have the same size hands. So, yeah, nine and a half inches for anybody wondering. Um, and clearly that means both of us could be quarterbacks. Yep. QB one. That's what I've learned from Twitter the past week is that if you have. Hand, a good hand size, you can play quarterback. If they're too small, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how well you can throw the ball. You cannot play, be a starting quarterback in the NFL. There's no so way sorry, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Nope. There's no way he could survive in a place like Pittsburgh playing football with that small of hands. With the weather yeah, that we get. There's no way. I mean, nope. he, he just he would just get beat around. And although, do, how do they measure his hands? Because he's double jointed in his thumb. And so his thumb is, for the people on YouTube, his thumb is kind of like this, where he can't extend it out all the way. It's kind of like stuck part of the way in. Right. So and that's part of it. Do they so. do they measure it that way? Like from where know. his th- thumb tip is? Or do they like just break his thumb, and just shove it down there? And like <laughs> you're going to measure your hand normal. I don't know what they do, but um, Taylor who covers the pens for DK's site. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's regurgitating a question that they were asked um, by Pat okay. Damp for their show podcast on fifth Ave. Great podcast, by the way, check it out every Thursday on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network. Would you rather fight one horse size, Jeff Carter or a hundred duck size, Jeff Carter's Um, for sure. 100 duck size, Jeff Carter's because I, I mean, I think that was Jeff Carter's already Jeff Carter's already big Jeff Carter. Big. So big how are Jeff we going to go from big Jeff Carter, which we probably couldn't beat in a fight as of right now, to even bigger Jeff Carter, horse size Jeff Carter? There's no way that we're even getting a punch in. Probably he would just demolish us. Probably just by looking at us. So I will yeah. take the hundred duck size Jeff Carter's because I could probably punt that like a little kindergartner. Like see, it, see, it, see, it's see, kind of yeah, like the question: like, can, can you? How many five year olds could you fight? I mean, there's a, just a ton of them. Okay, I'd probably just a take ton. a golf club out there, all right, and just start smacking around those hundred. All right, bro, I would just take a weed whacker and just <laughs> start spinning in a circle. There's no way that they're getting towards now. Me. See, now the imagery is getting way too graphic <laughs> for this show. So we got to transition to a different question here. This is the last one we'll do. Uh, right. Do you see the pens make This is actually a serious question, by the way. We should transition <laughs> by saying that. If this is your first Change- time listening to our show, I'm sorry, because we are normally <laughs> not, not this wild. Hey, it's dictated. This first segment is always going to be dictated by the people listening. So 
By the way, get your questions in. You can tweet at us, YouTube comments, whatever, however you want to get them to us for next week's episode. Uh, do you see the Pens making a deal before the deadline? If so, who do you think would be the best fit with this team? I do uh, think they're I think going Connor to do something. <laughs> Never mind. It isn't going to be serious. Uh, <laughs> I do think that they're going to do something like I understand, like with Hextall, it's kind of hard to gauge because you look at his past right. in Philly and was kind of just always like so I don't want, I don't know that unwilling is the word, but never really did go out and make that splash trade. And it was heavily scrutinized. Really, one of the things that people always bring up with his track record is he wasn't willing to go make that big splash. But I think this is such a different team than he's had under him. Like this is a legitimate contender. You can clearly see that. Um, but they're, they are missing something. And I don't know. I, I I'm fine with the defense. I think especially with Mark Friedman, what, with what he's seen, with what we've seen from him, with what we know we Wild still have him. not playing. Yeah, like still guys like POJ not playing, Yuso Rikula not playing. Like even if Mike Matheson is out of the lineup, I'm comfortable on the back end. I think they need like some scoring punch for that middle six. And who does that come in the form of? They're looking a lot at Vancouver. It looks like they're looking a lot at Buffalo. So like I'll throw out a guy from each one of those teams. Um, obviously, I, I think Vancouver is where I would love to go because of the names like Brock Besser, JT Miller or Connor Garland that they have that could potentially be available. So any one of those three. Um, now, that's obviously to varying degrees what I would give up for them, especially like Besser free agent at the end of the year. If you go and get him and assume an extension is looming that Brian Rust has two feet out the door instead of one at that point. Um, but maybe a guy like Victor Olofsson for Buffalo could make sense for them. Uh, the the concern with him that I have is all of his production really has come from the power play. And I don't think he'd see a lot of power play time in Pittsburgh. But I think that he is a guy in the right wing that could slot in uh, and mesh a little bit better. I We will talk about how this line's played together recently, but mesh a little bit better than the the full body of work that we've seen from Evgeny Malkin, Danton Heinen, and Kasperi Kapanen. If he were to take that spot of Kasperi Kapanen. And we want to get to the next segment, but just to wrap this one up real quick, uh, Victor Olofsson is also an RFA at the end of the year, so he RFA, would need yeah. a contract as well. Um, right, but we're not talking like $7 million like Besser. No, 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 no. You know? yeah, yeah, like we're not talking Brock Besser money. But the, the, I guess my question is, would a guy like Brock Besser be worth it? I mean, obviously, like in, in this year, especially if they won the Stanley Cup, it's definitely worth it. Who cares what they give him mm-hmm. after that? But I, I, I don't know that... I mean, do you really sacrifice Brian? Because that's really what it comes down to. If you bring in someone like that, Brian Russ is gone. You're not able yep. to give him a contract because he's he's also up after the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, it, does that justify the end of Brian Russ's uh, tenure as a Penguin? It's the, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But the, I, I do think that they will make a move as well. We've been seeing some tweets recently about some scouts being at various games. I mean, that's how we know the, the connections to like the – Canucks and the Sabres. They had two scouts at the Sabres Toronto game a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's they're, they're obviously looking for somebody, but who that is, we we can't say for certain. We can always speculate, but I think they do need to change something within that offense because even even this past week, it is, we'll talk about it later with the Penguins, but we just need to be see more scoring throughout the team, like we've said for the past basically month. Um, and, and it's not just the guys that are on that top power play unit. Not that they're only exploring on the power play, but like I mean, just those those five guys are really the guys that are driving the offense of the team. We just need more of that throughout the, throughout the team. Yep, uh, we will talk about. We can kind of expand on this subject too when we talk about the pens later in the show. Yeah. But we will be right back when we come back. We talked about the GM of the Steelers last week, kind of flipping over for the first time in 15 years. Quarterback 
obviously most important position. Let's talk about some, one in particular, on the next segment. This is Around the 412 on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to Around the 412 on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the channel, leave us a like, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. So Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, for any of you guys that don't know, uh, has put out in the last couple days... A lot of stuff that it seems like he is kind of like in his own lane about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, like Adam Schefter's disputing that this is the case. All these other outlets are kind of saying that this isn't true. Right. But let's just go based on let's assume that Mike Florio's got the inside track on this. And his report comes out that basically if Aaron Rodgers were to leave Green Bay, there's three destinations for him that he's kind of choosing between if he wants to continue playing and it's not in Green Bay. Denver, which we've heard a lot about, Tennessee, and how about this one, Pittsburgh. Now, this has been taken so many different ways, and I, I don't understand the opinion that some people have on this because we know that the whole thing with Rogers going back to last year when there was a ton of frustration between him and the organization was he was going to have a say. They reworked his deal so he would have a say about where his future was after the 2021 season. So right now. He has a say about where his future is going to be. Denver, out of those three teams, can probably offer the best package up for Aaron Rodgers if Rodgers wants to go there. If Rodgers wants to go there is the key part of that, because if he doesn't want to, this isn't like a bidding war type situation, at least the way that I'm taking this. And you can tell me differently. People on Twitter can tell me differently. That's why I'm asking everything as a question, because maybe I've taken this thing the wrong way the whole time. But in my mind, Aaron Rodgers gets full say of where he's going to play. If he wants to play in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is one of the three teams that Mike Florio was saying kind of has an offer prepared for Denver, should, or I'm sorry, for Green Bay, should Aaron choose to play here, then that's the only offer that they can take. 
or try to get the best offer they can from Pittsburgh specifically. It's not like, hey, what does this team want to offer us? What does this team want to offer us? It's he wants to play in Pittsburgh. We got to work out a deal with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I uh, I had to ask you because I I had no idea how that worked in the NFL. Like I didn't know, like because like another. Sports, I, I don't like, know what the language like, of the contract is. I yeah, That's like with I hockey, mean. I know there's like no movement clauses, no trade clauses. Like I don't know how that works in the NFL. Like, can you control like? I don't know. That, is, I don't. I don't think that that's actually like that. No, but like there's case. something. It, there's something that's similar to like where in a scenario he can pick. Like, yeah, I want to. You can only accept a trade from this team because that's where I want to go. If you're going to trade me, so mm-hmm. if that's the case, then I, I guess like I, that I would agree with you that that's how that is. Um, I I just don't see a scenario where. If if a team emerged, like I don't even know what's the worst possible team you could go to, um, it, 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 like if the New York Giants or the Washington Football or Washington Commanders, Commanders. Um, or yeah, someone like that, like if they were like, hey, we're going to give you like five first round picks, but Rogers doesn't want to play there. I just don't think Green Bay could say, well, screw you, buddy, you're going to Washington. <laughs> well, yeah, like, then he just retire. Yeah, I mean, that, so, that's the whole thing, right, is if it's not where he wants to play, he doesn't have to play there. He can retire. And, and he's talked about that as well. So it really is like a Aaron Rodgers. We're waiting to see where it is specifically that he wants to play. And then a deal needs to be worked out between those two teams, not a bidding war across the league. All right. So now let's talk about what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers, because it's not going to be cheap. I understand he's like a is he thirty seven to thirty eight something 38. like that thirty eight thirty eight. He just hey, came off back to back MVPs and he sat for four years. So it's not like there's you know thirty eight. He's not thirty eight in football years. He's more right. like thirty four. Yeah, um, but the fact that he came off two MVPs, I just think like it's not going to be cheap. Like this, it's it, in. I know there's going to be a lot of pushback for trading. And, and, and honestly, I have some reservations as well by because I know it's going to be at least what two first round picks and then probably well, here's another the thing is pick or how so. how how well is he willing to do by the organization? Because, again, it, I'm not going to say it's like, you know, he's holding a the organization hostage situation. But if it's literally Pittsburgh or nothing, how much leverage does Green Bay have in that case to get multiple first round picks from them? Because Pittsburgh knows yeah. what the other side of that is. I guess that's true. I, I mean, I guess I'm not comparing it, really it to like Antonio down. Brown, where the Steelers only got a yeah. third and a fifth. Yeah, I guess but. we just have no idea what Rodgers is thinking. Whether mm-hmm. this is true or not, we have no idea what the what the case is. But let's just assume like that doesn't happen, and Green Bay will get a full trade from from him. Yeah, like it's going to be an expensive trade. Are yeah. you I would say, willing I would say to like, give that up? Like, let, let's say it's it's like a f- two firsts and I, I don't, what would the extra a third. Like that's like, exactly that's exactly what I had in my mind. Like this, this this year's first, next year's first, and then a, a third from either this year or next year. I yeah, we know I, we I, know this year's first is the twentieth. You know, so it's not like you know a top ten pick or anything mm-hmm. like that. We don't know what the following first would be, obviously. And if you're well, talking with about Rodgers, it might be a little different than what it would could be. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know what you're talking about in terms of that other future day two pick or whatever it might be. Whether that's this year, next year, I don't know. Is that enough? You know, again, I think it goes back to is Aaron willing to how much is he willing to work with the organization to get the best return for the organization uh, and, well, and regardless of is, if it's enough my my question is are you willing to do that to get Aaron Rodgers like are you yeah. comfortable of trading that yes 
specifically what you just said, yes. How much more? I, I don't know. Because, like, I've seen, again, like, not talking bidding war at all, but say, like, it were ha- to have to be similar to, like, Denver's, who can offer them the ninth overall, um, another first next year, Jerry Judy, and a third round pick. I think that's what it was, or something like that. Um, you know, what do you, how do you equate that to like the Steelers, Steelers, because they don't have that ninth overall it's 20th overall this year. So then you're th- talking about throwing in an additional pick and what equals out to Jerry Judy. Cause like Jerry Judy was a top 10 pick himself. I know he hasn't necessarily produced that way, but like, is that just, is that chase Claypool in our situation? I don't know. Jerry Judy has also gotten injured as well. So yeah, maybe that mm-hmm. plays into it too. Um, I think my only reservation and I know it's not a ton of reservation, but it, it is a little bit for me. Is that even though you can still improve the team outside of just draft picks, I just mm-hmm. think that, I mean, in hindsight, it's like 2020 and all these trades, but you better win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers if you're giving that up. That like, there, There's no way that you could consider the trade a win if you do not win a Super Bowl and that's what you're trading. And I think that where I where I have the reservation is if it was only a quarterback away or only a quarterback and like maybe one other position away, I, I would be more okay. This is for sure what I would like to do. The only problem is we we know that there's multiple positions throughout the team, not just even on the offense, that we have to either replace the starter or replenish the depth. And yeah. so, not not that I'm saying I'm fully against trading for Aaron Rodgers or in that scenario, like with two firsts and a third. Like if it's more than that, like if they want three firsts, they can get the heck out of here. Like I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> touching that. But I just think there's a lot to fix or at least to replenish on this team that that people are not not necessarily like people like, like I'm thinking you are overlooking. I know you're not, but like I just think a lot of people will look like. Okay, if we w- if we get Aaron Rodgers, we're immediately a Super Bowl t- contender. While I I think yep. that the team gets better with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you're immediately a Super Bowl contender, especially in the AFC where it's really hard and you've got a lot of good teams. I just think there's a lot of places, not even just on the offense, on the defense as well, that they have to get some players, and those draft picks could help. So there is some back and forth of whether you think it's worth it or not. Like I, I think it could be worth it, but like in hindsight, only if they win the Super Bowl. If they don't win the Super Bowl. And there's no way to predict that, then it's not going to be worth it in the end. But that's the risk that you have to take as a GM, I guess. Yeah, the hindsight talk, if they were to not win the Super Bowl, would be crazy. But I understand what you're saying. I also, it just popped in my mind when you were talking about the AFC. Imagine if Pittsburgh was in the NFC, though. I think that we're having a way different conversation because of how open it's been. I, I don't think that the best quarterbacks are out there where they're older, like a Matthew Stafford who just won the Super Bowl. Like, there's not like this, this these young guys like the Mahomes, Justin Herberts, Joe Burrows in the NFC. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, the way that I think about it, though, right, is like this year you can make the argument I, I'm this isn't my first option, right, for the Steelers to take a quarterback at 20, but they might do that. So if you're talking about trading that pick for a quarterback anyway, as opposed to taking one at 20, to me, that kind of cancels out, right? So then you're talking about the additional first and a third then for Aaron Rodgers as opposed to a Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. To me, that's a no brainer. But I mean, again, we don't know that that package would do it. You know, it just I think it's a no brainer. Only like again, only if you get to where you want to go with it, because but, the on the flip side, you don't know if one of those quarterbacks you could take will pan out 
But that's the that's also the chance in that end. Like you're taking the chance with Rodgers to try to win a Super Bowl. You're taking a chance on one of those quarterbacks to try to be a franchise guy. So I think there's there's like some say for both sides of that. And when it comes to free agency and stuff, spending money, right? Like, sure, the Steelers would have a little bit less money. When I say a little bit less money to work with in free agency. And I know that money talks, but we all of a sudden become much more of a they use this to talk about Denver yesterday. So I'll use the same word here destination for players if you're talking about playing with Aaron Rodgers playing with Mike Tomlin who's so well respected around the, can I, the can league. I bring one player Brian Flores go ahead um to me it looks like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams want to play together oh, God. so could that be a destination <laughs> for Devontae Adams how much of a if, discount if the, if the Packers don't franchise tag him because <laughs> I mean the, the Steelers need receivers Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams like to play together if that actually happens the Steelers at least have some of the cap that they could make it work. I mean, if we if Claypool's part of the trade, it becomes more of a conversation. I, I the the place where that could happen is Denver, and that's why I think that that makes the most sense if he were to play anywhere else besides Green I Bay. Mean, I, and I've I do said think that. that where Devontae Adams could go also has a say into where Rodgers wants to go. I do think that they want to play together. Yeah, not that that's the, that's the determining factor. But I, I think it has a say into Roger's opinion on where he thinks he should go because I mean that's that's like his his like wingman like the entire two thousand tens basically. It's like Batman and Robin, but they're kind of both Batman. Yeah, exactly. He's the Batman <laughs> of receivers. I I just think that if you're going from playing with the best wide receiver in football, you're going to want to still play with the best wide receiver in football. So let's figure out where we're going to go. Is that Pittsburgh? Is that Denver? Tennessee, I, I don't know, but I, oh I do think that where Devontae Adams would like to go as well, and that's also if the, if the Packers do not franchise tag him, because they still could. I think um, they're going to. But if they don't, then uh, imagine if you're Devontae Adams, Rodgers leaves, and then you got Jordan Love, which, I mean, maybe Jordan Love will pan out, but uh, that's such a downgrade. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. Listen, this is just a, a, a fun, good conversation to have. And like this time of year, NFL combine, we still got a couple of weeks till the draft uh, free agency is looming like this is the time for this, these conversations to happen where they're just fun, lighthearted conversations. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But I think that it's worth bringing up on here to get feedback in the comments, to hear people call us idiots. This is so unrealistic, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> have at it because it's a conversation that that I'm having fun just saying you know it's not going to happen probably but could it probably not still but could it <laughs> but could it no Maybe. But, uh okay let's talk about something that's a little bit more realistic you you brought up the re- the report that you well the report of the report from yeah, it was ESPN. a report of a report <laughs> uh <laughs> where it was talking about potential free agents coming to pittsburgh these ones a little bit more realistic um names like ryan jensen brought up very good center just won a super bowl in tampa bay not too long ago with tom brady as his quarterback hey tom brady to aaron Rodgers, that ain't bad uh also lakin tomlinson who most recently spent time with the 49ers pretty good guard as well the steelers could definitely use one of those uh and then also This one didn't you didn't see this, I think, in the report of the report, but the original Mm -hmm. report mentioned Mitchell Trubisky, who let's just talk about another quarterback. Might as well. It's so wild to me. Listen, I'm not against Mitchell Trubisky. I I think that he deserves another shot as a starter. He went to the playoffs twice with Matt Nagy as his head coach. And we've seen how that panned out with a guy like Justin Fields playing quarterback there. Um, 
But it's kind of wild to me. It's like, okay, he takes a year off starting, goes and sits behind Josh Allen with Brian Dabble as the offensive coordinator. And all of a sudden, this guy's like the most coveted free agent quarterback where they're talking about him getting like a Bridgewater-like deal, um, like a three-year, $60 million deal with like 25-ish of that fully guaranteed. I I mean, this is kind of wild to me. At the same time, like when you look at the draft class, when you look at the free agent class, if Russell Wilson's not going to be available, if Aaron Rodgers is kind of just handpicking his destination and there's pretty limited options with so many QB needy teams. I guess on the surface, it makes sense. You know, former number two overall pick. He has been to a pro bowl. Like I said, he's been to the playoffs a couple times. He's got decent traits. He's got the athleticism that's coveted. Does he intrigue you at all? Do you think it makes sense for what Pittsburgh seems like they want to do with Matt Canada? Yeah, I think he could fit in the offense. Um, I think the real question would be like, what am I willing to give him in that scenario? Um, Because, how much can he really demand as a starting quarterback? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it should be a prove it deal, though, because if, if there's this many teams interested, they're talking 10 million plus annually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't I would rather either hold on to my money and like go with a, a different guy, like maybe a rookie or something or another seasoned vet. But because that's another risk. Like we we know that he, like he took the he took the Bears to the playoffs a couple of times. He hasn't played in a year. Basically, he was a backup. So basically, he just didn't play. And if he's not going to work out and if he didn't, we signed him and he didn't work out, that would be like terrible for the Steelers. So is the risk worth the the potential reward? I don't know. To me, like, do I think I would like him on the Steelers offense? Potentially. But am am I going to take the risk of signing him to a deal like what's being said? Absolutely not. Um, That's where I'm just not comfortable with it. Yeah, it's like I thought it was going to be like a one year prove it deal. And on that, it's like I could care less if he ends up being terrible. Well, not care less if he ends up being terrible. But it's like it it doesn't affect the future at all. It's really Mm -hmm. just this one season when you talk about handing out a multi-year deal worth 10 million a season that that's not the case that doesn't become a that's not a prove it deal to me that's somebody paying him as though he's going to be their starter and they're very comfortable with that i think what makes the most sense you know and i i know that daniel jones is there right now i just brought up brian dabble he is the new head coach for the giants and spoke glowingly of this guy I, i think that he wants him honestly and then it becomes what happens with Daniel Jones, you know? So this QB carousel that's about to be going here basically went to me once Rogers makes his decision is going to be crazy. I think, I think it's going to be an insane off season for a lot of teams. Um, but that first domino hasn't fallen yet. So I, I, am I interested in Mitchell Trubisky? Yes. Do I want him for like a three year deal where he's making 10 plus million a season? No. Yeah. So we basically agree on that. And before we touch on the two linemen that we brought up, Let's just keep talking about quarterbacks real quick. Um, Before we started recording, we brought up Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, and we both agreed that we would rather have the upside of a Carson Wentz than trading for... With no draft pick involved. With no draft pick. If he's he's cut. If he's cut, then he's a free agent that we could sign him for whatever. They want to trade for him. If he is cut, we would rather have the upside of Carson Wentz than have to trade for the floor of... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, which is basically what we said. Like the floor, the floor is higher for Jimmy G, but the upside for Wentz is high is higher for uh, over Jimmy G. And you don't have to trade anything if he's cut. That's another quarterback yeah. that if he's, he's cut. That I mean, who who Jimmy cares to bring him in? Surge, like, surgery, like how how yeah. much how what kind of deal would you have to give Carson Wentz to bring him into Pittsburgh? Yeah, I don't know, but it's like from Indy's perspective. 
what do they do if it's not Wentz? Like, I think that they were tar- they were really hoping for a Russell Wilson trade. It seemed like it was them in Washington, like willing to to make that move, but doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. So where does Indianapolis turn without a first round pick this year because of that Carson Wentz trade for quarterback? You know, and it, it, I guess what I'm getting at is is, is who they bring in going to be any better than Carson Wentz, or should they just hold on to him for another year? It doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. Like it really sounds like they're moving. They're ready to move on. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know, but yeah. Oh, wait, no, Jake, if he's in Seattle now. What? It said, according, it says Jacob Eason is an American football quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Well, I don't know when that happened, but who's the backup in Indy? I don't know. Hold on. Because I thought it was Eason. Let's see. Indianapolis Colts kept Sam Ellinger. Ah, right, right, right. Now I want it even more. Makes sense. But yeah, I I, I think that, uh, wait, Sam Ellinger and James Morgan, are they the same draft? No, Sam Ellinger was a year after. Um, Yeah, I I would be open to, I mean, there's multiple quarterbacks I'm open to. It really just depends on what it takes to acquire them, either in a trade or in a contract. So... Like you, you made you tweeted out a list of quarterbacks, and you oh, like yeah. put like a couple words mm-hmm. next to each of them. And I pretty much agreed with everything. Like I'm open to a lot. Uh, it just depends on varying degrees. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So real quick before we transition to the pens, back to pens talk. Uh, you mentioned the couple linemen, Ryan Jensen, Lincoln yeah. Tomlinson. They would drastically improve what we got in that offensive line. I mean, we can't take a step back. Obviously, they need to go forward, and I think that that has to happen through the draft and through free agency. The one that I'm between those two, it's like Ryan Jensen to me, man. What as a 31 year old, I, I he's. You can make the argument kind of on the reverse side of Rodgers. He's older in football years because of the nasty style that he plays and the position that he plays, literally always making contact with somebody. Um, But I think on like a two-year deal that's pretty lucrative in those two years, he makes a ton of sense for the Steelers who not only are lacking from just like a skill set standpoint, they just need talent period on that offensive line. There's no identity to it. There's no leadership on it right now. And he has those in space. Very young offensive line. Yeah, that what this guy would do for everybody else to me is so valuable. Um, I wouldn't have thought that he was going to be on the move pre Brady retirement, but with him out of the picture in Tampa, I think that Ryan Jensen would definitely be open to moving on to somewhere else. Bring him back to the AFC North. He spent time in Baltimore, so he's very familiar with the AFC North. Uh, I, I love that idea. Leighton Tomlinson would be fine too, but I'm just I'm looking. I'm really keen in on center before what, looking at the that's guard. what I was going to say is not even just the leadership that he could bring in if we want to just break it down to where we need it on the offensive line I feel like center is the main option right now because we drafted one well we thought we drafted one we really drafted a guard that can't play center um didn't work out and so we're now in the scenario where we're looking to draft another one this year and if we could get one in free agency and Ryan Jensen and not have to worry about that in the draft I know it's not like for the long term future for the but for the next couple of years, um, if they yeah. still want to try to stay competitive, I think that would be a great scenario because then they could just work worry about improving those guards and tackle the position, and the center would be taken care of. Because based off last year, I think center is the most important position, not on the offensive line in general, but like for the Steelers to improve at, they need a steady center that they know is going to be their center and can work out at least for the next couple of years. 
Jensen snaps the ball to Rodgers. Rodgers drops back. He's got Devontae Adams wide open down the middle of the field. I, I think I can paint the picture in my head right now. <laughs> uh, man. The things, yeah, this, like I said. And then this J.C. Is, this Jackson is the time gets, a, gets a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time of year for these conversations to happen, though. They're yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, people, like, there's like, nothing going on right now. There's just a lot of rumors, which is basically what we're talking about. So yeah. if the national media can do it, why can't we? Okay. Yeah, we get it. I can picture the comments right now. You guys are idiots. What do you even bring up these situations for? They're not going to happen. I, I, I think, well, the last two that we hey, talked about. We know the- we're idiots. But they could happen. The the last few things we've talked about though are much more realistic than Aaron Rodgers coming to yeah. Pittsburgh, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh when we come back, we're gonna finish up the show, talk about the Penn's recent stretch real quick. Just two games to talk about. They earned three points in two games against some really good teams, and that stretch isn't getting really any easier uh as we take a look ahead. But we will be right back. This is around the four one two on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. And welcome back to Around the 412 on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm Smitty. That is Tyler. Let's wrap up talking about the pens as we always do. Oh, you're wearing the pens hoodie right now. I didn't realize that. I am. Shout out. Shout out. They're not playing right now, but we got a couple games to talk about. Like I said, three points in two games against two of the best teams in the NHL. Like if it's if you're not talking about the Colorado Avalanche, you got the case that these are the next two in line. You got two of the top four teams right now. Yeah. Florida Panthers in that conversation as well. Hey, guess who the pens play next? Florida Panthers. Panthers, (laughs) By the time you guys are watching this or listening to this, they play them tomorrow. So, uh, but let's talk about these two games against uh, we'll start with Tampa. That was the first game. Pretty dominant performance from the Pens. It looked a lot like the first game of the season. Uh, Difference being that the Penguins actually were closer to full strength than in that opener. Um, But they really controlled play for most of this thing. And it was uh, as about as complete of an effort as we've saw from the team since that opening night. Um, one of their better games of the season, I think, and we'll probably still say that when we look back on this. I mean, I, I don't know what your main takeaway is from these last couple games, but for me, I am really liking the chemistry that I'm seeing specifically between Evgeny Malkin and Danton Heinen. We've seen Kasperi Kapanen and uh, Sullivan touched on this even too. He's starting to gain a little bit of traction. He made some very costly turnovers in his own zone defensively against Carolina, but in the offensive zone, he looked a little bit more confident with a puck. He mm-hmm. still hasn't seen that puck go in the net like I predicted would happen. Um, but he's also not but, being uh, afraid to shoot it now either. I think yeah, he no- looks like I noticed the past couple of games, whether it was a slap pass or not, the Dan Hein goal, uh, yeah. he, he put it on net. That was just a lot of what we've been asking from him. Yeah. So that line, I don't, you know, I, I brought it up in that first segment. Like, is he the fit? for those two for right wing. I'm not sure, but specifically with Gino and Danton Heinen, I like what those two have done together. Yeah, I agree. Um, and even I think preseason, we talked about putting Heinen up there or at least flirted with the idea. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that it, it, it's been working out. Um, but just to like give like a summary of this week, I, I think three out of four points between these two teams, it's hard for me to really complain too much about how the Penguins performed. I mean, I, I, after the first period in that Carolina game, it was not pretty for the majority of it. So you could you can give some criticism there, but getting getting three out of four points against the two of the 
I mean, you are your top three teams in the NHL. I, I, I'll take that every single time. And another takeaway is like, I'm not scared of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know they are really good, but mm-hmm. the Penguins just seem to have they their number. Well. Not, not just this year. I mean, even like the past three, four, five years, the Penguins have matched up really well with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not going to say that the Penguins would like sweep them in a series. I think it would be a really good, hard fought series, but I, I just don't think that they are, at least when they play the Penguins, a step above. Like they are pretty much like an even scale with the Penguins right now, at least when they play each other. Maybe, maybe overall they're better, especially, right? I mean, record wise they are, but when I look at them on the ice, I don't look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and think like, oh, I'm scared to play this team in the playoffs. I, I think that the Penguins can beat them. Um, Carolina, on the other hand, that would be a really good mm. and really fun series, but they scare me a lot more than the Tampa Bay Lightning do, and I just don't don't think they match up as well, especially when officiating is terrible. But whether officiating is good or not, uh, they, they they don't match up as well as they do against the Lightning. Yeah, that's to me. That's what it's all about. Like more than anything, it's about the matchups. For whatever reason, the Pens just have a way of making the Lightning stars disappear. You know, like Nikita Kucherov, where was he at? Braden Point, besides getting in a fight with Chris Letang, where was he at? Like, they just have a way of making these guys not part of the game. And Tampa Bay's secondary scoring just doesn't do enough for them in these games either. Um, yeah, so hmm, I think it's familiar. all about. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> to that point, though, Tampa Bay on paper should be better, but it's all about matchups. It's the same reason why it's like you're saying you're not afraid of the lightning. But it's like, do I want to get into a play? And, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But right now, if like the Islanders were in a playoff spot, I'd be thinking, I don't want to play them in the playoffs just because of our recent yeah. history with them and how they match up against us. So that, to me, that, that and that's what hockey is. That's what the NHL is. It's just how you match up with certain teams. I, I agree, though, like the way it looks right now, Rangers in the first round, potentially Carolina in the second round. The Metro is in for some great playoff hockey. Yeah, and great in sense of hockey, watching the games, but not great for the Penguins. Like, oh, in ter- I have no idea who would come out of that bloodbath. The 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 Eastern in general, I feel like is going to be like whoever gets to the Stanley Cup final, and whether they play Colorado or yeah, I was just saying the Avs going to be sitting the there with some sunglasses on. That's what I'm for saying. Them. Like, <laughs> I just don't view the West like I do the East. The East is so much harder, and I feel like. It's been that way for the entire season. Like we've known for the past two, two and a half months, just looking at the standings. Okay, these four teams or these eight teams are going to make the playoffs from the East, and the rest are already out of it. And we're like two months into the season. Plan for season. It it, it was just like cut and clear right away. The West is not that case. Really, you have the Avalanche and then everyone else. Uh, Even even the Golden Knights, they don't look as dominant as, as they have been. Uh, over the past few years, I, I, just, I think Calgary's probably the second best team in the West right now. Yeah, and I, I I don't even trust Calgary that much. Like when I compare them to a Florida or a Carolina or like teams like that, like th- the East is just substantially harder to get out of than the West. So I, I think it's going to be a bloodbath, like you said, and it's not going to get any easier for the Penguins moving forward. Um, because looking at the schedule, I mean, we play the Florida Panthers, coincidentally mm-hmm. enough, on Tuesday, which we brought up. Then they play the Vegas Golden Knights, which, like I said, they're not playing as well as they have been in the past, but they're still a really good team. And then they play Carolina again on Sunday. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it, it's it, and they, they have to play the Rangers multiple more times. Um, they, they play, 
I mean, after that, they play the Islanders multiple times, who, even though they're not a playoff team, they play well against the Penguins. So yep. it's not an easy schedule down the stretch. There are some easier teams, but it's still going to be really tough moving towards the playoffs. Let me ask you this, because I, I think that there's two sides to this, and I'm curious as to what side you're on, because I think that there's pros and cons to this being the stretch for the Penguins. And then I'll, I'll tie it into what I just said about the avalanche. Would you rather the Penguins go through this now, like be so battle tested playing all these playoff teams by the time the playoff hockey rolls around? Or like, like I said, you look on the reverse side of that for a team like the Colorado avalanche, who it seems like right now they don't have a, like a legit number two team even in the West. And it seems like they can just skate their way to the Stanley cup final. Would you rather be battle tested or well rested by the time that that those games actually are more meaningful in the playoffs? You know, the, the, I feel like the instinct answer would be like, oh, I'd rather be well-rested. But I think that how you're playing has such an effect on how your team is doing in hockey. I mean, we've seen like people go in stretches of – or teams going in stretches of good and bad. And I feel like if you're playing against these tough teams now and you're playing well against them, then that would bode better for you moving forward than if you were just like coasting into the playoffs because – We've talked about it over the years of about the NHL and I mean, sports in general. It's all about getting hot at the right time. And that's what happened with this Penguins in 2016, especially. They got hot at the right time and they were coasting in, in a different way into the playoffs. They weren't coasting in it because they weren't playing anybody and there was no competition. They were coasting in it because they were playing so well and playing so dominant against a lot of teams. I think that I would rather play in these tough contested games though i don't want like the players to get injured or tired but i think that is better for getting in that playoff atmosphere of the games and i think we've seen that over these past like couple weeks we've seen a few games that literally feel like playoff games that game against the rangers game against carolina game against i mean tampa we blew them out but like that's a formidable opponent i feel like it's better to to get in these scenarios and get in these gritty games right now that way this team is prepared for it come two months from time yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm on that side of the coin as well. But it's an interesting topic because, like I said, I think there's pros and cons to both sides of it. But uh, yeah, you, you're not going to be able to say that the Penguins uh, aren't battle tested by the time that the playoffs roll around. They'll also, have gone through a gauntlet. So also before, like before we end, not just the team itself. I think it's good for Tristan Jari to go through this as well because of the meltdown that he had last playoffs. I think it's better to see him against these good teams. And like we said before, we, we know he could just shut off in an instant once the playoffs happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but I think it is better for him to be playing well in these stretches too and getting into these playoff atmosphere type games. That way he doesn't look shell-shocked when he's in it again. And I don't think he will be. I, I think Tristan Jari has changed from the last year's Islanders series. Quick question. Don't want to expand on it too much. Do we have our current backup goaltender right now on the roster that will be the backup when we go into the playoffs? Are you counting Louis Domingue as well, even though he's injured? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Between the three uh, right now, we're yes. still bringing somebody. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so I, no, I, uh, no Braden Holpe coming to Pittsburgh. I don't think so. Um, like I said, don't want to expand on it too much. I just, I think between Casey to Smith what he showcased the past like month and a half. And then Louis Domingue, it was only that one game and he's injured. But like, I think that's, yeah. that's the backup to the backup. Well, I think there's, you're going to stand pat. I don't, I don't really think there's going to be much change within the backup goaltender. 
I don't want to expand on it too much because it's going to be a topic for a couple of weeks more. I understand that you're not going to be here, but I, I know that this is going to be a topic right. from now right. until the trade deadline. So, but uh, yeah, I don't have anything else that about does the show. Like I said, I, in between breaks here, when I was talking to Tyler, I said, I felt like this is a really good show. I know that you guys are going to disagree, but if you agree with me on that, be sure to leave a like, subscribe to the channel. If you aren't already, you don't need to go anywhere else for your Pittsburgh sports content. We got independent podcast, big announcement from the site this week, by the way, the Ramon Foster Steelers show is going to be every single day, Monday through Friday, right here on the DT Pittsburgh Sports YouTube channel. It's also going to be out on any platform that you want to listen to the show on as well. Wherever you're getting this podcast, you can also get that podcast. So massive news from the site this week. Excited to be able to call Ramon a uh, a cohort, if you will. <laughs> I think that we can call ourselves that now. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, hey, celebrity softball game. Remember, they were asking for recommendations. Ramon Foster. There you go. How about that? There you go. Watch that, 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 that works. That, that does work. His son, I think Ramon's son just hit his, uh, his first home run or something. The other, I, I think yesterday he just put up a clip that he had his oh, first nice. home run. So nice. Maybe he's he got to teach Ramon how to do it. Yeah. Teach his dad something and, and get him out there at, uh, in Washington, wild things park for the celebrity softball game. Look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I will be back next week. Tyler will not. So anybody watching I will be married show, next week. Yes. There will be a, a Mrs. Weeks, another Mrs. Weeks in the picture. So, yep. Uh, if you're watching or listening to the show, we can't thank you enough. Also, if you're watching or listening to the show, reach out to Tyler, congratulate him on his marriage because he won't just be engaged anymore. He will now be a married man. So please wish him congratulations. Hope you have a blast as well on your reception. More so for thank Kennedy you. than anything else, because like I told you in the text earlier, I prefer her over you. I think you understand True. that. Uh, but for anybody else, we can't thank you enough for watching slash listening to the show. I will be back next week. This is Around the 412 for Smitty, for Tyler. This is DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We'll see you later. Yeah.